Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 14, and our recommendations on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Operative, and Shining Girls. Hi, Margaret. How are you today? Hey, Diana. I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Okay, Margaret. In this episode, Divine Providence, we see old acquaintances meet up like Strand and Alicia, Alicia and Wes. So question of the day, have you met up with an old acquaintance and were you able to reconnect? Well, I have to say yes. I've done it a few times because I'm one of those people that likes to 10 years after the fact, check in mm-hmm. and say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Where are you doing? What you doing? You know, and I guess Facebook really is a good means by which you can do that. But I'm not really a Facebook person. I'm more of a one-on-one kind of thing because I don't like to, bro- here I am on this podcast, broadcasting my feelings and everything, but that's not really the way I do stuff <laughs> at all. Um because we're talking about something pretty innocuous. But no, I've met a few of my girlfriends, like one I grew up with, and um, not met, but connected through Facebook. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, just kind of really found that I don't like her. And I don't know why I did in the first place back oh, when I was a kid. I mean, I literally was, you know, as soon as I could walk, we were, she was like a neighbor in the neighborhood kind of thing. And I would go down there and hang out at her house. And we would have a great time just, you know, running through the woods and running through the fields and just doing yeah. whatever. We kind of, we still maintained a good relationship, you know, throughout high school, elementary school, middle school, or junior high, and then high school. But college, college even, we got together. We actually were in a um, an IHOP, have an ice cream. And it got robbed. <laughs> so, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And I was facing the whole thing. So I got to like, they called me in because I hung out afterwards when the police came and they're like, we want to bring you in to photo lineup. And then I did a real lineup, but it was really oh. like, okay, yeah, that guy. Well, no, that guy had been in prison for the last five years. So it wasn't that guy. <laughs> but then they did the photo lineup and I was like, yep, boom, that guy. And they're like, oh, wow, that man. was fast. So, and I thought, you know, I thought because I identified the wrong guy first, you would never call me back in for the photo lineup. I never told you that story. No. I told you. No. But anyway, so that was like interesting. So, but yeah, so then I just connected with her like two years, literally two years ago after probably 20 years of not talking to her. And mm, it was, wow. So (laughs) I was, I mean, what about you? I'm sure you have. You have so many friends though. Okay. So for me, I am the same way as you. I love reconnecting with people. I really do. I love staying connected. And so, and also with me, Facebook has been something that has reconnected me. So I have a group of women that I went to kindergarten with. Oh, and wow. some that I went to oh. middle and high school with. And we about eight years ago, maybe, maybe almost 10, I'd have to go back and check at least eight years ago, we started to get together once a year in the summer. So that's cool. We have been doing that. And so, yes, I've reconnected with them. I have so much fun with them. It's just fun knowing someone from your past 
and remembering your neighborhood and places yeah. that you would visit. And so, uh, yes, so I've had a really good experience. And there's been others, but that mm-hmm. one I just think is a cool a cool thing because we yeah. just remember things when we were five years old. And right, uh, I would right. love, we, we've often talked about taking a picture, taking our kindergarten picture and, and oh, uh, getting as many people as we can and redoing cool. that, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Someday, maybe at the very least, we get to reconnect once a year. And I think when COVID, uh, when 2020 was here, we couldn't get together, but we did get together on Zoom because oh, we're like, neat. we're not going to miss this. Oh, and then good. in 2021, we were able to get together and we are planning our upcoming one in August. So, wow. yes. So it is That's fun. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's been fun to reconnect. So, friends out there, have you? met up with an old acquaintance, and were you able to reconnect? Or did it not go well? Did you get held up or um, a robbery happened? <laughs> a traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah, uh. we, we, we'd love to hear those stories. Uh, you can leave us a comment on social media, our website, uh. or email us at screensinfocus at gmail.com. I would love to hear your story. The links are in the show notes. Okay, so Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 14, Divine Providence. Alicia and company arrive at the tower, and Alicia enters with Daniel on her heels looking for Ophelia. Alicia and Strand try to convince the other of their mission. They strike up a deal, but Wes isn't happy and turns on Strand to save what he has built. By the end of the episode, the place is on fire and Alicia has passed out and Wes has bitten the big one. What did you think of this episode, Margaret? I thought it was entertaining. I It was um, a little slow in parts, you know, just with the line delivery, kind of like the intensity wasn't necessarily there all the way through, but it potentially could have been. So now that you've pointed out in the past that Alicia character had done directing. I'm always trying to figure out who's directing now. If it's somebody that we know, just so I can make a comparison. Cause I'm, yeah, you know, I like to see how people, it really is reflective of how the director works with the characters, but I did like that they uh, revealed an awful lot this episode. And I really felt like we did move forward. And again, this whole fire thing, right. And um, Alicia being on top of that tower thing. I thought that was kind of interesting because I, at the end of it was thinking, well, does she survive? Is this like another one of, of, um, her mother, what's her name? Madison? <laughs> Madison died in a fire, right? So it's kind of like there, it's like all these little pieces are, are, are like deja vuing back to earlier episodes. So it, I'm, I'm thinking, so is she going to do the same thing that Madison did and die in this fire too? Was it a fire? I can't even remember. I yeah, just knew she was they, at the yeah. stadium. And it, bleh, it was on fire. I mean, it got, oh. because of all the, the dead yeah. inside of it. So they, they did that to trap them and then light it so they'd kill everybody. Mm. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because you you got to see Wes really what he was about, which is, you know, he's unhappy, angry guy. And it didn't matter. Yeah. He wanted it his way or the highway. I'm shocked he was able to convince people, though, within yeah. that group after yeah. they had been following Strand for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, I also thought it was kind of interesting after 
reading what the title was, you know, I, I felt like it was everybody coming back together for common cause and just kind of accepting each other as they had in the past. So I thought it was kind of interesting for that. I mean, um, as far as some of the events that were a little hinky, um, I mean, it seemed like Strand was prepared for everything and he just, you know, knowing how he feels about Alicia, but she knew that beforehand. And then he had this big wall, you know, cause he's playing this part, but mm -hmm. I thought yeah. of, you know, being Mr. I don't care about anybody. I'm going to do what's best for this and get this forward, moving forward. But he really was doing all of it for Alicia, which is what he says more or right. less. So I thought that mm -hmm. was, it was, um, very interesting because it kind of came full circle you know for her and he saved you know helped her get through her little episode of whatever she's got going on and then we also learned we learned about them he was behind releasing all of the walkers from that crater so because they talked about that in the episode because that was always a big question for me i I wasn't convinced. I was still unsure. Let me just say that. I was still unsure because he said, oh, we are releasing them or we're going to release them. And I'm thinking, well, they're already out. So what do you mean you're going to? So then I thought maybe he, that was his intention, but somebody else got to them first. I don't know. Because where did he get this truck and how could he man that many walkers? I, well, I don't know. he has a whole group of people who are working for him doing yeah. all these stupid little sabotage kind of things. We really don't know how many people are at the tower either. Like that, it's never oh, been revealed. List. Right. But there's a list because Daniel was going yes. through the list. Remember? Uh -huh. So it was, yeah. a, it was a couple of pages. So I think there's like 24, 25 lines on each page. So maybe he's got a hundred people max, which really isn't that many people if you think about it. But right. You know, it's not like the, Commonwealth, which they have 50,000 people. I mean, that's right. like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was, um, I thought it was a good show. It kind of set up a lot of stuff. But again, when they show the previews, you see who gets through all the I know. chaos at the end. So it kind of wrecks it for you. Right. But anyway, I don't know. So what, what did you find interesting or what did you, what did you think? Well, I'm not sure what I was expecting. But I didn't think it involved Alicia calling on the phone to Strand to have a conversation because I thought it was going to be more of an attack. Like, we're going to yeah. go, we're going to get them. And yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But it was just different than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. it, I felt it was more about each character trying to reach their goal. And yes. I, did, yeah. I did have tears. I can't believe it. I had tears. And it wasn't due to the writing of the show. It was due to the oh. actors mm -hmm. because Strand moved me and Daniel moved me by their performances. And mm -hmm. I could feel Alicia's emotions in it. So I think as far as acting is concerned, I feel that those three did really well <laughs> with what they had to work with, with the, yeah. um, with the script and the storyline and the direction. So Daniel is there because he wants to find Ophelia and show her he's a better man. Right. And Strand is trying to be himself without any apologies and build this tower into what he thinks it could be basically for Alicia. That's kind of what I gathered yeah. from it. Like he yeah. wants to well, show her, look, I can do this and then you can come join me and then we can be together. 
Yeah. And then Alicia is trying to get all the people she cares about and other people to Padre, which really is a safe place for people. And and then Wes, like you said, he's just out there because he's disappointed in everybody and nobody, anything anybody says isn't good enough anymore. He wants people to own their shit. But um, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that he... Uh, yeah, he bit the big one. Uh, mm, you know, not really. really. He didn't contribute. Maybe that's why he's been no. so ineffective in the last couple episodes, because he knew he was going to die. Because he really hasn't been, as an actor, hasn't really been in it. You know, I've been saying that, right? I mean, I've been like, he's not, he's like phoning it in. He's really not involved. I mean, emotionally connected. I, I agree. What I mean is that he had to die that way. He had to die being bitter. Which I think is a bad way to oh, die. That's well, what I was getting at. Was that better than the he, wall? You <laughs> threw out the wall. You're right. I think you're right. Um, but, <laughs> but with Daniel, so, oh, but all these people yeah, yeah, are yeah. like skewered or hit, shot, but not through the head. So I'm wondering. You know, I all of the, the same. What's going to happen? Why yeah. did they not turn like immediately? Because I thought that was the whole thing, right? When they're dead, you turn too mm-hmm. sweet. You don't wait till you know. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good thing. Because I did think about that, too. I thought, well, they didn't get him in the head. What's going to happen? They're going to get up and they're going right. to come after you. At least if it's not right now, it's going to be in five, ten minutes or however long it is. Next episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when Daniel was going through his whole experience, uh, really thinking that he was there for Ophelia and, and Strand looking like, what the heck? And Alicia explaining about Luciana and all of that. I kept thinking, oh, no, Daniel has really, really lost it. And I thought he was getting to the point of no return. I really did. And I was thinking that he was going to die maybe this time, maybe next time. But the fact that they can, you know, show him, convince him, help him to clarify that Ophelia is really dead and help him remember that. Of course, that was the moment that. Uh, when he was crying and had tears in his face because he didn't want, he wants Ophelia to know the man that he could be, the man that he was now, not the man that he used to be. And so the fact that he can't show her that, that's so painful to him. And so the fact that he can try again with Charlie, I thought that that was a cool moment with Alicia telling him that he can do that. And when he tells Charlie, when Daniel tells Charlie, you know, don't look at me. I don't want you to see me this way. Oh, man, that, that's when it got me. I'm like, Daniel. But it's his second chance and he's taking it. And now he wants to be there for her. So I thought that I, I liked that. And I like that she helped him find that clarity. Mm-hmm. And then with Strand, I kept thinking, ah, uh, he's probably really regretting that he got rid of Howard because Howard was to me, somewhat loyal to him. And I think he could have still been. I I feel like he was on his side. And then look what he did. Now he has Wes, who's kind (laughs) of a wild card. You'd never know what way Wes was going to go. I just, I don't know. Yeah, but you didn't think, I didn't think he was going to go that way. When that, when I thought he was going to still be working for the team out there, outside the walls, it would be like the mole. Because That's I what that I had... think that would have been better. I think that would have been yeah. better. 
I don't but, know why they made him flip because I don't believe it. I, it's hard for me to believe this in his character. If he had been a little bit sneaky in the background previously, maybe I could have believed it. Yeah. Well, like Charlie, but, right? I mean, Charlie would be big, more believable in that role as a turn turncoat, to quote somebody. Yeah. Um, than Wes. Because Wes, you didn't think he yeah. did anything other than be creative. No. But he apparently was really hurt by his whole brother. He killed his brother. He probably felt like everybody made him do it. You know, blame everybody but yourself, buddy. You know, yeah. don't take responsibility. Maybe he was, yeah, maybe he was taking that guilt. Maybe that guilt ate at him and this is just how it was channeled. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't, you know, they really didn't give enough of him to us to actually try to diagnose or even understand because we got little snippets and he started out as such a wonderful character, just a very vulnerable, innocent sort of, you know, caring individual. And then I don't really remember him turning into or even slowly turning into that. Yeah. I don't think they gave him that emotional breakdown to like, bleh, you know, become yeah. this person. So it that's why it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. Maybe I didn't yeah. see that episode. I don't know. No, I agree with you. I did I I really felt like this didn't seem like the right storyline for me. It felt like just a different um Yeah. Just a, a means uh, to an end, right? Just yeah, to get yeah, just to exactly. move the story forward. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's how yeah. I felt too. And with Strand, I really enjoyed watching him and Alicia and their back and forth and seeing her sick and just kind of, I, I think that made him shift mm-hmm. um, into helping her. And, yeah. you know, because we knew he still really cared about her, but just different things happening that you could see that connection forming again. And, and well, for uh, him, I didn't really get a good read on her. I didn't feel like she was emotional or vulnerable yeah. other than being mm-hmm. sick. And that's kind of being incapacitated, yeah. not being vulnerable. I did not see that on her face at all. Like she had been with um, the guy in the house, you know, wait, I forget his name, but the musician, the deaf musician, um, oh yeah, episode uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, I felt like she was much more emotionally attached to that man than what I saw with this particular episode with Strand. And maybe that's just because she was trying to put on a brave face and not let him know how much it hurt her that he was doing what he was doing. I exactly. Don't know. You no, you're right. I think she does really care about him because I think there was a moment where she was protecting him. I think with Daniel. When Daniel mm-hmm. came in, I think Daniel was ready to shoot him. And she's all, no, no, yeah. no, no. But she you're was... right, because she is hurt. She is hurt by him because she tells him that, or he says, you know, he realizes that she won't forgive him. And she says everything that she had bottled up, she kind of just throws it at him and says that how he had choices, but did what he wanted to do to keep himself alive. Yeah. Yeah, but she hit that way too many times. I mean, you say once and you're done. You don't keep reiterating it because she said that multiple times throughout the episode. I mean, did I, I did, did I make that up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she said it a few times and I felt like it was like a broken record. So you're smiling at me. 
No, I'm trying to think. I'm sure she probably alluded to it. You're probably right. But I felt like at the top when she was really yelling at him, uh, I just yeah. felt like that's when it really came out. And she kind of just said everything that she was feeling because yeah. I didn't realize she was she was reacting at the top of the tower how I expected her to react because of everything that happened. So uh, I think she was holding it in because she wanted to get what she wanted to get. She wanted to tell, you know, radio the everybody. And, yeah. Yeah. And get that uh, yeah. transmitter up there. So let's talk about Alicia. I was surprised she intended to go into the tower on her own. I thought that that was um, an interesting decision. And I also thought it was interesting how she paralleled what strand was doing to what teddy did to her about trapping oh yeah 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 and how she wasn't going to make the world how they wanted it because they were trying to control her and i still want to know what is wrong with her i just feel (laughs) like she's not divulging something i know this is what i keep saying every episode but it's almost like she gives little tidbits like last week it was a tidbit about that girl her asking Morgan, where's that girl? So the fact that she keeps bringing that up is interesting to me. And then this episode, I thought the fact that she says, someone that has been through what I have been through doesn't survive. She goes, I've tried everything. And I'm like, what has she been through? Is there something we haven't seen? Or is she just talking about being in that tunnel and chopping off her arm? I just feel like there's still something more. Let's go back to when she was in that thing with the Teddy business. And what were they doing? Think about this. What were they doing to the people that they were bringing into that room and running those lines of, what was it, formaldehyde? What were they running into the bodies of all those people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if he was using that now, though, was he? I thought that was when he used to torture people. No, that's that's what the active thing was. So perhaps she ended up getting into, and wasn't that one of those things that she was supposed to experience, that she was going to be fixed or preserved for, te- wasn't that the thing? So perhaps, maybe they were in, pro- I don't remember exactly the episode, how far they got, but I know she was being held, and I know that they were doing this to certain people, And then they were being released as dead. So perhaps that might have been what happened to her. They only got halfway through it or quarter, whatever. So she's partially preserved. (laughs) I don't know. It's the only weird thing I can think of. You know, that might be she's still going strong, but she's preserved because, you know, so she's not dying, even though she's been exposed to all this crap, you know? I mean, no, I was going to say, I like where your mind is going, though. I hadn't even would have thought of that about that because I figured that that all that stuff was what Teddy used to do to people and no, not anything that was happening currently. It. Also, I felt like once he trapped her down there, then he went out with Dakota and all that happened with everybody else. I didn't even think he was down there with uh, Alicia at any point. But, but he wasn't he wasn't doing that. It was his little guys that were doing that. All his little shifty. Oh, I think it was him because that's why no, that no, girl no, that guys. he had done that to. What two guys? The two guys that were in the room that I remember that distinctly only because everything was like going down when they were all in there and everything was tipping over and falling over and they ended up getting fixed because they were in the soup. 
but they were running a line to somebody or two lines or whatever. Well, they're alive, you know. Don't you remember? Am I making that up? <laughs> I don't think so. It was it's clear as day. I, I want to know. Oh my gosh, I have to. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to discuss this <laughs> outside Offline. of this podcast and try to Offline. figure. Out, yes, because I'm so curious. I want to know. I'm like maybe I can't remember something that you're recalling. I don't know. Well, you know, I have a vivid imagination too. Anyways, I anyway, anyway, I think that you are on to something, Margaret. (laughs) Anyway, I think you are on to something. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. You have uh, made me think about some things. And also, that would be horrible. Now, it might be a good solution as to why she's feeling so bad. And I just don't want her to die before I don't want her to die at all. But if she's going to die <laughs> before Madison, she comes must back. meet up with Madison. Yes, come on. They, you know what? That would be like. Well, what about her, fa- her stepfather? On. What about the stepfather guy who fell out of the helicopter? We never resolved that yeah. either. Is he going to just suddenly yeah. appear on a boat by the riverbed? I know, right? <gasps> oh my God! Can you imagine? Mm. Oh I my am gosh, already. do you know? I'm way ahead of the writers, that okay? Is like, I like it. I like it. I like where you're going, Margaret. <laughs> this is all good storyline. I, I know. Love it. You just give me a story and I'll go whichever uh. way. I create my own ending. Okay, so uh, what other thoughts do you have? Any other thoughts, tidbits, anything? I, you know, the, the whole... You lied to me. You lied to me, Daniel. Everybody's lying to Daniel. Oh. And I kind of, I did like how they cut in the flashbacks to what actually happened because, you know, brought brought everything back to, for me, the original reason that I really liked it because I really liked the character development, the scenes, just how things were mm-hmm. moving forward. I thought it was a great story and up till this season, I suppose. <laughs> Because the story is just so PC and I, you know, they go through this rough patch and then they get their act together and then it gets good again. So maybe right. next season will be a lot yeah. better because they just are kind of fractured right now. I just don't, mm, I don't know. It's okay, but it's not so okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you had mentioned Daniel saying, I think what you were referring to was when Daniel says, I'm not a liar to Luciana and, uh, I'm glad that he addressed it with her, but he didn't seem mm-hmm. super mad at her. So I was happy about that because two or two episodes ago or three episodes ago when we covered that uh, that specific episode, I was worried. I was worried. I thought he was going to come back with a vengeance because he told her, you know, this is going to break me. But uh, no, he's actually better right now. I think seeing Charlie has really helped him bring some clarity. So, you know, that may not be fully resolved. We may see something pop up again in future episodes. But right now, he seems to have understood what I guess her motivation was. So I'm glad they at least brought it up. And he just didn't let it go by. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that Strand says divine providence in the in the beginning when Alicia... Yeah, when he's shaving, uh, when they show him shaving, yeah. and oh, then yeah, yeah. Wes comes and says, hey, Alicia's here, and he's all divine providence. 
And then he takes note of Alicia wearing the St. Christopher's medal. Yeah. So both those things are affecting Strand. Or I'm wondering, does he have a religious background? Something is... I don't think he has a religious background, but I do think that he is spiritual. Mm -hmm. So because of, remember when he had to bury the boyfriend in that whole time in Mexico when he was at the compound and all that? I felt Mm -hmm. that had religious overtones that whole time. So I think think that he's just sort of a lost soul looking for his purpose, you know? Yeah. Period. Yeah. But I, I, I thought it was interesting that both those things struck a chord with him or that he they showcased that about him Yeah, in this episode. Also, when Alicia goes up to the top and radios and says, this is Alicia Clark, I'm like, yeah. Oh, you know, Massa's going to hear that. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Oh, you're going to say that? I'm sorry. Yeah, no. No, I'm glad you I'm said sorry. it. No, that's exactly it, right? She's announcing who she is so Madison can come and say, I got hey. you, baby. Here I come. And when she also says, you're not alone. I'm like, wait, isn't that from I Am Legend, Will Smith? Doesn't he say <laughs> yeah. I'm not alone? Or, yeah. Ah, that's what rings a bell in my head anyway. So I thought that that was so interesting that or she said that. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We yeah. are not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but then she's calling everybody there saying we can build Padre, but Padre's not going to get or be able to be built there. The place is coming down, fire all over the place. The place is going to go under. So I don't know. Well, you think it is. People. We don't uh, know that for looks sure. like it, unfortunately, with the previews. Oh. Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, at the tower in the very beginning, when Strand gets finds out Alicia's there and he walks up, did you see all the plants? I, I know we've seen it before, but I paid particular attention. They have so many plants growing, so which means they have great food. I still don't understand why this piece of location, this piece of property, this tower, how it is not affected by anything else and everything else is like destitute, right? It's just like everything is oh, yeah. no good. It can't grow. There's How are they watering this? How are they? I realize well, they probably they, have yeah. irrigation something or another, but I just find it. I guess, fascinating that this is the only little (laughs) tiny area that is good, right? And so everybody wants it. Uh, Well, they've never explained what it is, though. In the middle of nowhere, it is a tower that stands. Yeah. So if it's like a a self-contained or, you know, like being off the grid kind of situation where they make their own energy, they keep their own water, they collect the rain. Because they have all of those things, the tunnels underneath where the water rushes in. It could be purified. You don't know. It's in the middle of, we don't know, really. But the river is right Mm -hmm. there too, right? So... But also, also they have said that people have gone all around and can't find anything. So... All around this tower is no good, yet this tower is okay. Yeah. I just yeah. find a hard time believing that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So it's all very interesting. All right, Margaret, we are at our segment and the award goes too. So tell me, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Flies on a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that 
was so yes. funny when yes. what's her face? The chick with a baseball cap, the trucker girl. Yes. Didn't she Sarah? say that? Sarah. I don't know. I have no idea what her name is, but she gets she gets one liners all the time. So I She's was happy funny. to see she is funny in a very dry sort of yeah. sense. But she um I'm glad that she and Mo are back together too, because Mo in the wheelchair Mo, I like his character. I just think they're interesting characters. So I'm glad, you know, she's had that one liner and I was good with that. So what else? What brought a tear to your eye, Diana? <laughs> what was who does, meaningful to you? <laughs> who does my award go to? My award goes yes. to, well, it's a long quote, but it's Daniel telling oh, that guard, do you know why this is happening to you? It's never too late to learn new things as he is choking the guy. And, and he says, when you handcuff a person, you put their hands in the back, not in the front. As he's like, oh, as he's it's choking true. the guy to death. I yeah. know, but I love it that he's teaching this guy a lesson, <laughs> explaining and teaching. <laughs> Crack me up. It's funny. Daniel. He's a great that actor. Love him. Love I his forgot character. about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and what did bring a tear to my eye is when Strand tells Alicia that he loves her with tears in his eyes. So I thought that was pretty moving. But that's, but she uh, didn't respond emotionally to that. No. She no. was like stone face. Well, later on, I don't, I don't know if it was after that. She did say, did you really mean that? That I'm like a daughter to you. I don't know if that was before or after. Yeah, but she should have said it. She just was so sto- she was so unemotional through this whole thing. I felt, and it just didn't feel natural because even though she has been developing into an adult, you know, we've seen her grow from a teenager all the way till now. But even though all of that's going on, she's still she's a very emotional person. She's trying to save people. She's trying to do the right thing. She's trying, trying, trying. And for her to not react to him saying that, that should have touched her, I feel, when he said, I love you. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. You, but he has, you know, and if he it has hurt some people. Yeah, not her, though. So, he really yes. hasn't hurt her. They were like, well, he did be, by killing a, Will. But he actually said, I killed him because I knew you loved him and I wanted to basically hurt you. So I killed him. I mean, that's why he did it. And he tells her that to her face. It's like, ugh. so. Well, that, okay. Cause he wants to be number one in her life. That's, you know, period. Oh, goodness. I thought he did a nice job though. The, what's his name? His, the actor guy, the real actor Which one? guy. Strand. I thought he did it. Oh, Coleman Domingo. Coleman yeah. Domingo. He's great. Yeah. All right. So I do want to say next episode, episode 15 is entitled Amina. Amina? Well, I read somewhere. Is that somebody's name? Well, I read somewhere that um, Al named a particular tape on Madison. She named it Amina. So does it mean that Madison is getting inching closer? I don't know. No, I think so. I think this whole fire. So the first Last episode was Alicia with all those people behind her. Follow me. Same thing she did with the Coliseum or the stadium or whatever the hell it was. Follow me. Remember I said that? And then this this time it's the any with the fire. So all of these little things are leading to this woman coming back. But Uh if you recall all of those previews of her, she's like being interrogated. Yeah. Who is that? 
Who was interrogating her? I don't know. The people letting out the zombies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe, the walkers. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, whoever has kept her. It's not like she's just been out oh, on her own all this time. Think, well, how do we know that? We don't know that. I don't think so. She either has amnesia. They either have taken her, just like with Rick, the walking dead, they've taken him away and done something with him. You can't keep this man away from his family, just like Madison. I doubt you keep her away from her family or she's trying to protect her family, one or the other. She's just not roaming the streets. She would have found them by now, I think. Anyways, we have a lot. Anyway, we have a lot to look forward to. (laughs) Next episode, it will be their 100th episode wow. Fear the Walking Dead. So that'll be a fun wow. watch. Who's and everyone, Do you know who's directing it? Anybody I special? don't. Uh-huh. I don't know yet. I, uh-huh. I'll have we'll have to check that out. Yeah. But I think the preview shows everyone taking off on rafts. So and we see people oh. we know Alicia survives somehow because she's outdoors. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Thankfully I'm glad. So with that, let's wrap up our conversation on Fear the Walking Dead. And tell me, Margaret, what else are you currently watching? Well, all the TV shows are, you know, I'm just continuing with the same TV shows. Like I'm still watching Shining Girl or I think I saw the last episode. I thought it was one season, but apparently it's continues. So I was so fascinated with all these unanswered questions because of that show, because it just is all over the place. I decided... Wait. Is it really the last episode? Because I'm up to date, and I thought we have another episode to go. I saw the one that concentrated on Jamie Bell's character, right? Or have you seen past that? No, I thought there were only six. I thought I Googled it. But you know what the problem is with Googling this stuff? Is they only show how many they have actually released. So maybe there are more episodes, because I know that it, there were only like if, like the book. I started reading the book. So, because I was so fascinated by the story and all the confusion that I had. So, I think we're only like not even a third of the way through the book. So, there's a lot more going on. They're condensing an awful lot of things too, though. So, Uh. and simplifying, which is, eh, it's okay. But, you know, the book is obviously, book's always better. Ooh. So, I'm sorry. Have you read ahead to where we're at? No, 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 no. I'm still in the very beginning stages. It's it's more chronological in the book than it is in the TV show. So it's kind of confused for me, but um, on the TV show, because they keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, whereas the book is just like chronologically in order how he's doing stuff. Uh, so uh, there's no back and forth business. Well, there is another episode, but I don't know how many... Is it number episodes seven? Are all is together. It... There is an episode seven, but I, okay. I can't tell you how many are there are all together. So, well, there's a season uh, two. I do know that. Really? I thought so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we are enjoying Shining Girls. So, and uh, I find it just, I like it because it's very unpredictable. You don't know where it's going unless you've read the book. <laughs> But uh, if you're just watching it like me, you're like going in blindly. And I just, I I love it. It's It's been really good. Okay. So what else? What else are you watching? Well, I was surprised that I see, I just, I love movies. So I watch a lot of movies and I can't, I love Diane Kruger, who is, you know, Daryl's live in love. What I don't think they're married, but they've had a kid mm-hmm. or something. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's, she, I love, everything she's in is fascinating because she plays this, she's beautiful, but she always plays this screwed up, troubled woman, but she always comes out on top. So she's usually vulnerable and then she develops the skill and then she makes it out, on, you know, because she becomes a very strong person by the end of whatever she's doing. She was in a TV show, a series, and I probably saw it on Netflix a couple of years ago, but I've always been attracted to her because of the roles that she plays. So this movie on Netflix is called The Operative, which came out in 2019. And I saw it already. And I thought it looked interesting. You know, Sunday, I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll watch this. And I realized I've seen it. But then I didn't really watch it, watch it the first time through. So this time is really kind of fascinating because she plays, once again, she plays this this woman who is recruited to infiltrate the Mossaid over in Iran. So she's living in Tehran and she's this scrambled, once again, scrambled character. And it's just everything that she goes through and it's her handler and how he has connected with her and has this emotional attachment to her and wants to protect her. And then she gets involved with one of the guys that she's supposed to be kind of infiltrating the business so that they can um, import parts for bombs to blow things up. So it's very subversive and it's very, you know, it's scary. I mean, it's probably stuff that actually goes on, but it's her. And then Martin Freeman, who's done a lot of stuff. It's, it's British. It's, it's made, you know, by a British company. And, um, I just thought it was really kind of interesting just to show that. And then the other movie that I saw, which was sort of on a lark and I thought, Oh, this is kind of British weekend for me. Thank you very much. But it was uh, The Ritual <laughs> done in 2017. And it's about these, it opens kind of, um, and I usually don't read what the what the description is. So if the first five minutes catch me, that's then I go for it. So it's about these five guys who are friends and buddies, like from college, and they get together and they take a trip every year, but then met up in a bar uh, to talk about what they were going to do. And then for whatever reason, two of them go into a, into a, like a drugstore, liquor, liquor store, whatever, to get some more booze because they just haven't drunk enough at that point. And they come across uh, a um, robbery in progress and one of them ends up getting killed. So the story starts there, but it really is a following the remaining friends, the four guys, as they backpack or hike through Sweden, which is what the dead guy wanted to do. And everybody was like, no, we're not going to do that. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go here. Let's go, you know, anywhere but that. And then one of the guys injures himself. So they end up taking a shortcut through the woods, which happened to be haunted. So it's that whole Norse legend, scary ritual kind of sacrificial sort of situation. So it's actually, it's pretty good. So I mean, I would watch it. I watched it during the daytime, so it didn't scare me. But if I watched it at night, it probably would have scared me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's yeah. about. I've seen a few other things, but I'll talk about those later. So, what TV shows you are going to talk about? Real Housewives. So, what's up with that? Well, yeah. So, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills started two weeks ago, and I'm jumping in. I'm loving it. Dorit has this traumatic uh, home invasion, and it takes the spotlight off of Erica Jane Girardi, who, you know, if you, I think anybody who knows reality TV shows know who's, knows who Erica Girardi is. And 
her divorce and yeah, all the legal trouble that she's involved in. In season 11, her, she was in almost all of the episodes. So it was kind of nice for her to deflect and not be on her this time. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was a home invasion. It was scary for Dorit. She had her kids at home. These people were armed. So it was very, you know, it was really alarming that this, you yeah, know, happened to her happen. in mm-hmm. her in her home. Hmm. Um, and so uh, that's what the first couple episodes are dealing with. And uh, we also see Lisa Rinna is heated over uh, Sutton's public dissing. And uh, we get to see more of Crystal Kung Minkoff. And there's a newcomer, Diana Jenkins, and uh, also I think Garcelle brings in Cherie uh, Zampino, who is Will Smith's ex-wife. So season twelve, twice. Yes, he's been. This is a second marriage for sure. Oh, I didn't know that. (gasps) And uh, yeah, that's why he never wants to divorce. That's Uh, why divorce is just something he doesn't want. Well, I guess he's the open marriage guy, right? Well, that's why you have an open marriage you don't want to get divorced (laughs) that's the rumor right that's why you slept chris because that's what they say i know but there's in that there's since in everything there's some truth Mm, i don't know know about that line i'm not saying i don't know about their situation but i don't know about that line but okay we'll see all right (laughs) so Beverly, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 12 looks like a lot of fun. They're vacationing in Aspen, Colorado, Mexico. So I'm in it for the ride for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is of that course, I'm watching my other shows. What oh. is that on? What is that No, on? it's on Bravo. Bravo. So did they release Bravo. every episode? So you could just like, you know, do No, it. we have to watch it Binge every it. week. Oh, okay. Okay. No, you can't binge it. No, unless you wait for it to be over and then go binge it. Okay. Won't be I think doing it's that. on Hulu also. Mm, I think it's on Hulu probably. also. Yeah, not interested. Uh, <laughs> I'm continuing to watch Mayan's MC, which I love. I love that show. And believe it or not, my um, Temptation uh, Island, we're getting to the end now. We're going to find out if the couple stay together or not. But I am, of course, a huge This Is Us fan, and I had done an episode the first half of season six, and we'll be releasing another episode on the whole show and the finale, so look for that. But I want to know, too, did you watch Selling Sunset's Reunion? Because I just no. watched it like a week ago. Yes, there's a reunion. So you must go watch really? it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Gives you up to date. Up to wow. date as of what? Wow, 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 wow. Like three months uh, ago? Pretty up to No, pretty up to date. Huh. Pretty up to date. Uh, is so, it just one hour? Yes. Okay. It's just or however long. Maybe an hour. Yeah. It's one episode. Uh, we see, you know, because... Um, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Okay. Well. I want to be up to I'll <laughs> right. watch it. I won't tell when, you. When we hang up, I'll watch it. Okay, cool. So anybody who's watching Selling Sunset and watched, you know, the whole season, you can watch the reunion now. It does give an update. It was fun to watch it. Yeah. 
gives us uh, something to look forward to in the next season. When I go to LA, I want to walk into that office and look at all those people. I just, or drive by or do something because they're like accessible, (laughs) you know, right up there on sunset. I mean, come on. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. That would be cool. That's fun. Also, I did not watch any new movies. I had a lot going on this week and I will make it a point to watch a movie for our next review. But I did jump into like three older films that are three that I really enjoy that I've seen a billion times, but they're so good. And if somebody hasn't watched these or want to revisit them, one is 16 Candles, 80s movie, Coming of Age with Molly Ringwald, Anthony Michael Hall, and John and Joan Cusack. Anthony Michael Hall was making me laugh. Because Molly Ringwald's character is 16. Her, her family has forgot about her birthday because there's a wedding coming up. And so, you know, she's really bummed that her, she's not recognized for her birthday. And uh, Michael Anthony Hall is, uh, or Anthony Michael Hall is um, an, a nerd, a geek, uh, you know, who wants her attention and wants her underwear. And, uh, but he's dancing around her and she's just standing there and just, his portrayal is just so funny. It made me laugh. It's just something to put on if you ever want to just have a good time and not think too hard. So I just had a fun time watching that. Also, uh, A Few Good Men was on. I love A Few Good Men, this movie. I really do. It's probably it's probably my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Really? 1992. Yeah. Legal trial drama. Hmm. Uh, also stars Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, written by Sorkin, about two Marines who are accused of murder and military lawyer Daniel Caffey, who's played by Cruise, who has never been to a trial, contends that they were acting under orders, these two Marines. So it's just such a good film. So good. I really love it. I it's like I said, it's one of my favorites. So check it out if you've never seen it before. And then Goodfellas was on. I mean, this is a 1990 biographical crime film directed by Martin Scorsese, where a young man grows up in the mob and works to advance himself while enjoying. Yeah, money and luxuries and experiencing drug addiction and mistakes as his life starts to unravel. It's such a good movie. Uh, it also stars Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Lorraine mm. Bracco, and it's so good, and the performances are top-notch. So, if you haven't watched those, or you feel like re-watching some good movies, check those out. All right, Margaret, thank you for hanging out with me today. Anytime. All right, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please go to screensandfocus.com, and you can connect with us there. Tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 15, and This Is Us Final Season. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.